Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast. So grateful for you being with us today for episode number 93. And we're looking at today and the last couple of podcasts on the second mile that Jesus mentioned in Matthew chapter number five. He's talking in context about forbearance and forgiveness, talking about turning the other cheek. He's talking about giving your cloak also when someone has stolen your coat. He's talking about going the second mile when somebody compels you to go one. Now, in the Roman law, the Roman law said that a Roman citizen could force or compel a Jew to carry their burden a thousand paces, one mile, according to the law, a thousand paces, and they called it a mile. But Jesus said, if, if you really want to be a Christian, then you go the second mile. You go with him twain. You go 2,000 paces. And what he's talking about is going above and beyond. Now, the context of the Scripture is when we have to forgive and we have to be forbearing with someone who is overbearing. But I want to say this, uh, that, that it will work in every avenue of your life. I mean, if you will take this principle that Jesus gives here, It'll help you to be a success. And on the last podcast, we talked about how this would help you on your job. How this will help you on your job because you go above and beyond. In this day and hour when people are just doing just enough to get by, if, if someone shows up to work on time, they're a model citizen. You know, if they show up to work five days out of the week, they're a model. They're a model employee. I tell our young people all the time at the church, if you'll just get out of the bed, show up on time, and go to work every day, you're going to be ahead of 98% of the employees that are part of that business. And it's hard for an employer to find any employees to, in this hour, sadly, because people are doing just enough to get by. But it'll not only work in your job, it'll work in every area. And if you show me somebody that's just always looking for sundown and payday, you know, I'm not going to work any harder than I have to just keep from getting fired. And, and uh, then I'll show you somebody that's never going to make it to the top. Just do enough to get by. You'll never be a success. But you want to be successful, go to the second mile. That'll work on your job, but you know what? It'll work in your marriage. Oh, yes. It'll work in your marriage. Some, some wives say by their actions, I'm not going to do any more than I have to to stay married. If I can go around the house with my hair looking like a rat, spent the night in it, I'm certainly not going to go to the trouble of rolling my hair to make it look better. If I can serve toast for breakfast, I'm certainly not going to make homemade biscuits. If I can get plastic cups and plates, I'll certainly not dirty up the dishes to be washed. And, and, and I'm making light of those things, but let's just be honest, that attitude is the attitude of today. And that's not going to make a happy person in your husband. And then uh, husbands are doing the same thing. Listen, wives, you need to do more than what's expected. You want to make him proud that he married you. Then go the second mile. Make yourself as pretty as you can, then pretty up the can. I mean, kiss him when he wants you to. Cook for him, clean for him, do everything you can to make him happy. Do more than what's expected. But, fellas, 
we've got to go the second mile also. Don't just buy your wife a hat for Easter. Buy her a whole outfit. Treat her with second mile consideration. She'll be happy. Do more than what's expected. Husbands and wives think if they just do the things necessary that the person will be happy. Uh, fellas think, well, I've worked, I've worked 40 or 50 hours this week, and I ought to be praised. Well, do a little extra every once in a while. Well, a lot of folks think, well, I, I keep the house clean, so he ought to be happy. Do a little extra. Fellas, every now and again, wash the dishes. Every now and again, do the laundry. I try to do the laundry, and Rebecca says, I don't do it right. She said, let me just, just let me do it. it. It don't turn out the same when you do it. I'm just trying to go the extra mile. You know, people, you can look at somebody's yard and, and, and look around their house, and you can tell if they're a one-mile person or a two-mile person. <laughs> I'm getting kind of uh, pointed, a little bit of meddling, ain't I? You know, when it comes to taking care of your children, you ought to do a little extra. You ought to go the extra mile. Do everything you can to make your home a happy place. Somebody said this, when you get married, you got to keep on doing the things that you did for each other before you got married that made you want to get married, and that'll guarantee that you stay married. Oh, yeah. Going the second mile on your job. Going the second mile on your marriage. It'll make a difference. I'll tell you this, though. I want to emphasize the Christian life. Because we need some second-mile Christians. Outside of salvation, most of God's blessings come in fullest measure when we put the second-mile principle to work. I mean, if you look at the matter of prayer, Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open. If you study those words, ask, seek, and knock, it means ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And a lot of folks just pray little piddly prayers. The, most of us are praying one-mile prayers, but I'm going to tell you what gets the job done, second-mile prayers. Jesus is saying here, if you want it, you can have it. My dad asked Dr. Percy Ray one time, he said, Dr. Ray, when can we have revival? And he said, when you want it. I hear people say they want to see their loved ones say, have you gone the second mile in prayer? Have you prayed all night for them? Have you fasted? I wouldn't ask the preacher to pray for your lost loved one if you weren't spending time praying for him. If your husband had some rare disease and was going to die in a week, you would be constantly praying for him. But I'm going to tell you something. Your lost husband or your lost wife or your lost child or your lost neighbor, they got something far worse than dying from a disease. We need to get serious about this and go to do some second-mile praying. Don't ever expect God to do something great in your prayers if your agony in your prayers has not been great. A lot of times we just think God's going to do it, but we're going to have to go to the second mile in prayer. When it comes to the Christian life, there's not many people that are willing to go to the second mile. What about the second mile of giving? Tithing is the first mile. <laughs> Tithing is the, the first mile. But missions offerings, second mile. Youth fund, second mile. Special offerings, second mile. Almsgiving, second mile. Only God knows what could and would happen if every member of Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church where I pastor gave the, second, gave the second mile. If we could get that second mile spirit, our offerings would never be down. Every need would be taken care of. That second mile applies to prayer. That second mile applies to giving. I'll tell you what else that second mile 
it applies to faithfulness. The secret of a good church is faithfulness. And the problem with the modern church is we've got a bunch of one-mile church members. The first mile is that you're there. The second mile is that you're glad to be there. But we got folks that won't even be there for the first mile, much less be engaged in the second mile. The first mile would be coming to Sunday school. The second mile would be participating in the class. And then we wonder why our kids don't want anything. And when they get 18, 19 years of age, they go to the world. It's because mamas and dads were living, barely getting by in the Christian life. That thing will work. It'll work in the matter of prayer, in the matter of giving, in the matter of faithfulness. There's so many areas I could go. What the, the, the second mile mentality. What about in the area of soul winning? People are not going to come up to you and ask you to help them get saved you've got to go after them you've got to ask them you've got to go the second mile and i love going soul winning and i love you know what going out and telling folks about jesus but you know what's really sad in our churches when we have a soul winning day is not even a fourth of our great church will come out not even a fourth Church running 225, 250, and we will have a good Saturday visitation if we go over 30 people. So I wouldn't say that about my church. I'm just speaking the truth. You know why? Because folks are not willing to go the second mile. The Bible teaches us we should go the second mile. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Some people think a man's a fool if he gets on fire for God and gives everything to God. But the Bible teaches us to go to the second mile. These lukewarm, bottle-fed babies in the church, they're the ones bringing a reproach on God's name. If any cause deserves our zeal, if any cause deserves our total dedication, if any cause deserves our all in the service of God, the work, the church, it is the service of God, the work of the church, the winning of souls, the giving of tithes and offerings, the prayers of God's saints, because the Bible teaches it. It teaches the second mile. But here's the second reason. Not only should we go the second mile because the Bible teaches it, but the second reason is, well, to go the second mile because Jesus went the second mile. The Bible says he went a little further. I love that. Well, Jesus did all that we needed. He did not just patch us up. Jesus was a second mile person. Jesus was one who not only was forbearing and forgiving, but Jesus, he, he did the best he could. And so that's a reason. If we're going to be Christ-like, we've got to go a little further. We've got to be the second mile. And the third reason we need to go the second mile, because it's the only way we're going to reach this world. We've got a lot of folks in the secular world and in the spiritual world that are just doing enough to get by. They're one-mile Christians. They're one-mile spouses. They're one-mile employees. They're one-mile parents. They're one-mile friends. They're one-mile church members. 
if we would go the second mile, we would see a change in our church. We'd see a change in our home. We'd see a change in our job situation. Second mile people. That's what Jesus said. I think Jesus knows what he's talking about, don't you? Hey, I want to challenge you. Today, go out and be salt and light in this world. Go out and make a difference. Go out, salt purifies, light illuminates. This world needs some purification. This world needs some illumination. Plan on purpose if you're listening to this in the evening that you're going to go out tomorrow and say, I'm going to be salt and light in this world. We need you. Christianity needs you. The church needs you. God ordained you to be salt and light. Make a difference in the world today. Till the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.